Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, let me tell you guys, the Jeffersons is giving you 15% off online orders for carryout and delivery if you use the promo code 610SPORTS. Limit one per customer. You have to get at least a minimum of a $40 order. Be sure to use the promo code with Jefferson's Great Wings. 610sports.com for your 15% off your online orders. This is a thing to me that is maybe a little bit confusing, I guess. So we got this text, and I've seen a couple of other people say this. dot. The consensus that I'm getting from people that I talk to is that this move signing Bobby Wood Jr. is simply to butter up the people for a new stadium. Now, let me be clear. I feel that way, too. I think that this is a down payment on the stadium. But this is maybe my question. Why does it matter? This is maybe the analogy that I would get. And either you are a parent or you have been a kid at some point, so you have done this. Rob, let's say you really wanted to go somewhere, right? Let's say that all your friends, they were having a big party on Saturday, and you knew that if you didn't do your chores, your parents were not going to let you go to the party. So I'm telling you that Friday night, you know what? You made sure you had all your homework done. You made sure that you cleaned the bathroom, took out the trash. You made sure that you did all of your chores. You only did that because at the end you wanted to say, hey, mom, can I go over Sarah's house so I can go to this party? You knew that your ability to go to this party was only going to be predicated on if you did everything you were supposed to do. So, yeah, you did it for maybe the, quote, wrong reason. But you did it. I think this was a trade. I think many of you wanted the Royals to show you how committed they are to winning. And they went out and they did it. They signed one of the best players in baseball to a long-term contract extension. I don't care what their motivations are in this. Like, I, I genuinely believe that they did this to enhance your wanting to go vote yes. And maybe you still vote no and say that's not enough. Well, okay, then there's nothing the Royals can do. But if you were one of the people that wanted the Royals to show commitment, I think they showed that to you. So maybe it is a down payment. It probably is. I don't know why that's necessarily a bad thing with the Royals because in the end, didn't they do what we all wanted them to do? 
Sure, maybe you want your kid to clean up more consistently, but are you mad that they washed all the dishes? Are you mad that they washed all the clothes? Are you mad that their room is clean and that they did everything that you asked them to do? I would say I would count your blessings. I would just be happy with it and say, sure, I'll drive you. Let me know when you need me to come pick you up. That's what I think happened here. I think this was a barter. Hey, you scratch my back, we'll scratch yours. We understand that we got to move first on this. We can't have you guys go to the polls and then, all right, hey, if you vote yes, then we'll do exactly what you want. Someone had to jump first. In this game of chicken, you won. They blink first. You wanted them to spend money this offseason in free agency. The Royals went out and they spent over $100 million in free agency. The Royals then, they have one prominent player on their team. They sign that player long term. I just don't know what more you want from the Kansas City Royals. And I think it's possible to look at this cynically, but I don't really know why you would look at this again if the Royals did everything that you asked them to do. Here's the thing. And if you want to be cynical, be cynical. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. Do whatever you need to do. But a common sentiment on the text line has always been, I hate that John Sherman's asking for money in a new stadium when the team on the field stinks. Why does he want money for a stadium if he's not going to spend money on the team on the field? As long as this team continues to stink, I won't pay for John Sherman Stadium. That had been a common sentiment basically since COVID ended to today. I saw on the text line. I saw it on social media. You saw it the same way. John Sherman today said, listen, I'm investing in the on-field product, not just for 2024, not just for 2025, but for the foreseeable future. I just did something no owner has done in Kansas City with the Royals, period. I am committed to winning, and I'm not just saying it anymore. I'm showing you. So if you're the kind of fan that felt like, hey, I'm a little jaded that John Sherman's asking for money but won't spend any of his own, he just spent a boatload to make the team on the field better. And I imagine there's a part of him that hopes, hey, if the team on the field is better, maybe it curries some favor in the voting booth on April 2nd. I don't think that's an insane thought, but – isn't like he's continuing to roll out a bad product and begging for money. He's now showing you, I want the team to win. I'm committed to the team winning. And he hopes that some of that turns over in the voting booth. Yeah. I just, I, I'm maybe, maybe this is just a small vocal minority of people. And I understand why or how you could be jaded towards the Kansas city Royals. Like I'm not here to lie for the Royals. They haven't been good. Like I'm not telling you something that you don't know. But I guess it seems very unfair as a fan base. And again, I know this is a small minority of people. It seems unfair as a fan base to say, hey, we want to see you do X, Y, and Z. The Royals didn't go out and do exactly what you want. Oh, that's not good enough. Well, wait, hold on. What, what, what more did we want them to accomplish in the offseason? I just feel like they've done everything. And if the extension of this sales tax gets the Royals closer to ultimately I think all parties want the same thing. I want the Royals to stay in Jackson County, and I want them to be competitive more consistently than they've been competitive uh, than they've been. And the only way that I think the Royals can do that is by showing a commitment to spend money. 
This seems like step one. I then would also guess that once you have the new stadium, you have to continue to spend money to now get us to go to your new stadium. Like you're not just building this and then putting 11,000 people out there every night is the plan. That can't be the plan. You spent a billion dollars on this ballpark district. I assume you want people going down there and staying at the hotels and going to the restaurants and buying drinks. You're certainly going to have much more success doing that if you were putting together a winning product. I think part of being a sports fan is you are always willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and optimism, right? Like, I make the joke with you, Rob, about all of us cheer for Mizzou in some capacity, right? You cheer for USA Soccer. They have never given you a reason to think that they are going to make a run in the World Cup, have they? Not once. They've never made a run. But, man, hey, in 2026, we host the World Cup. Hey, we got Christian Pulisic. That's why we cheer for sports. It's the hope that they can turn things around, right? It's the hope of tomorrow. It's the hope of promise. I think for the one of the few times in our lifetime with the Royals, they have actually put their money where their mouth is, and they are attempting to build a team that makes you want to go out to the ballpark. I'm going to at least give them the opportunity to do that and see if it's worth it. If it's wrong, believe me, you'll let them know. You won't go to the games. You won't interact with their product. That's what you did last year. We saw it. We had a game every day about how many people were going out there. They're getting eight, nine, ten thousand 10,000 people. You let them know how you feel. But when they do this, I expect opening day to be sold out. They met you halfway. Isn't that what we've asked the Royals to do this entire time is to meet us halfway? Hey, you guys want us to pay X for a beer. You want us to spend X for parking. All we want you to do is field a competitive product. Nobody's even saying you got to make the postseason next year. Just don't be the worst team in Major League Baseball. Give us a product that we're proud of, that we want to go out to the stadium, and we'll support it. I think the Royals are doing their part. And I think they're asking you, hey, your part is now to vote yes on this sales tax that we have in April. That's you doing your part to ensure that we can continue to stay in Kansas City and field the best baseball team possible. I'm willing to meet them halfway and vote yes. I can't tell anybody how to vote. But if this is a down payment on the stadium, hey, you did everything that I asked you to do. I wanted you to be competitive in free agency. Bobby Witt Jr. is one of the best young players in baseball. Can you lock him up to a long-term extension? They did that. I'm happy. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll be joined by Cody Decker, former MLB baseball player. We'll get his reaction to the breaking news. Let's get back to the Super Bowl coming up before we're joined by Cody Decker. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Chiefs fans, it's Patrick Mahomes. Catch me every Monday with CDOT during the season on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Our big game coverage is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Uh, Community America Credit Union is proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card, at ChiefsChecking.com. Special thanks to Community America Credit Union for being a sponsor this week as we get you ready for the big game. We'll be joined by Cody Decker here coming up in about 10 minutes or so. He played Major League Baseball, works at Sirius XM. We'll get his reaction to Bobby Witt Jr., who got dropped off the bag today. 11 years, $288 million. It is the most money that the Royals have ever committed to an individual player. We'll get to that coming up in a bit. I have a question, and I don't have the answer for it, and I have tried to figure this out for quite some time. And it doesn't really make any sense to me. Why is Christian McCaffrey not a bigger deal, Rob? Like, what am I missing? Like, I understand why Patrick Mahomes is a big deal. I understand why Travis Kelsey is a big deal. I understand why Aaron Rodgers is a big deal. I think that Christian McCaffrey, maybe he shouldn't be on that level of superstar. But that, like, next tier of superstar, I think he should be there. It doesn't make any sense to me why Christian McCaffrey is not a big deal. Can you help me understand why he's not a bigger deal? Because it seems to me like he has all the boxes checked to be one of the more popular players in the National Football League. He plays in a major market. He is a really productive player. He is a player that you draft very high in fantasy football. He went to a premier school. He was a Heisman finalist. It just seems like there's a lot of advantages for Christian McCaffrey. As much as we see Travis Kelsey in commercials, even before we knew who who his girlfriend was, Travis Kelsey was a celebrity. He was doing the Pfizer commercial. He was doing the State Farm commercial. He hosted Saturday Night Live. Travis Kelsey has been pretty relevant. I don't understand why Christian McCaffrey is not one of the five most popular players in the NFL. It just seems like he's a white running back who's maybe the best skill position player in the league. He should have the most popular jersey in the NFL. 
I saw a stat earlier this year that uh, in Yahoo leagues, 45% of teams that won the championship had Christian McCaffrey on their team. Christian McCaffrey helped some of you win a lot of money this year. I don't get why he's not more popular than what he is. Is it because he started his career in Carolina? White running back, dad was in the league, plays in a top five market, a legacy organization like the San Francisco 49ers. It just seems like Christian McCaffrey should be a lot more famous than what he is. I think you're asking the wrong question. Does Christian McCaffrey want to be a star? Because there's an element of play of the player has to embrace the marketing, the advertising, the fan, the stardom, the whole deal. Like you mentioned Travis Kelsey being a star and how Travis Kelsey was a star before Taylor Swift existed in his life. Travis Kelsey wanted to be a star. He wanted to do SNL. He went out of his way to go get those commercials. Remember last year we had the story in the summer. He got hired by what? CAA, the agency. Travis Kelsey wanted to be a star. I'm going to be a star. It looks like he's set up for life after football with stardom. He had the podcast, the whole deal. I don't think Christian McCaffrey wants to be a star. I think he suffers and may suffers the wrong term from the Mike Trout effect. Mike Trout does not like stardom. He's the best baseball player. Eh, he's the second best baseball player in the world. He's been the best during this, his era. He doesn't want to be a star. So he's not Christian McCaffrey seems the same to me. He just, he doesn't want to be a star. That has to be the reason. Cause he has all the ingredients to be the most popular skill position player in the NFL, but he's not, he's just a good player that people know about. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, I haven't heard too much Christian McCaffrey to know or whether or not I would just say, I don't know if it's possible for your wife to be a former Miss universe. And now you're adverse to the spotlight. It's not like he married some regular accountant. You know what I mean? Your wife won Miss universe. She literally is one of the most beautiful women in the world. And you grew up in this. Your dad won a Super Bowl. You have prepared your entire life in being a superstar football player. Of all the people that we talk about, shouldn't he be used to it? He's a legacy player. His dad was a good NFL wide receiver. He went to a power five school. He was a Heisman finalist, one of the best college running backs that we've seen over the last few years or so. And then he went on and had the same success in the NFL. Like a lot of people are bringing up that, well, he's been hurt a whole lot. I mean, he's still had four really good seasons since he's been in the NFL. Now, he certainly has dealt with injuries, but I mean, Christian McCaffrey is a first ballot Hall of Fame player and has like he's played enough and been really good. It just doesn't feel like he really resonates or really crosses over in that way where you would just think somebody like him crosses over like that's what you would think if you have been as productive and he plays a premier position. It's not like we're talking about a right tackle. He plays running back. Like Christian McCaffrey was probably the number one overall pick in your fantasy draft and probably will be the number one overall pick next year in your fantasy draft. He's a player that everybody knows. Yeah, but we only know about his wife because she's famous. We know nothing, nothing about him outside of just being a good football player. Like, when he was in Carolina, he was as good as any Carolina Panther short of Cam Newton. He was great in Carolina. Did anyone ever talk about him? That was the East Coast. It wasn't like, hey, he's you know buried in some small market like Nashville. It's the NFL, and he was in the Eastern time zone. We never talked about him other than really good fantasy player who is trapped in Carolina. And every once in a while, I had a highlight on Twitter pop. 
I think there's a difference between being notable and being a star. George Kittle is a star, but George Kittle embraces the limelight. George Kittle does tight end you. George Kittle goes on McAfee. George Kittle finds cameras and puts his face in front of it. That's embracing being a star. I think Christian McCaffrey knows he can't live a regular life. He and me and you don't live the same life, but I don't think he embraces it the same way Travis Kelsey does. I don't think he leans into it the same way a Tom Brady did. I don't think Russell Wilson, I think he doesn't even do it to the level Russell Wilson does. I just think Christian McCaffrey goes about his business with his super hot future wife and understands that, hey, my life's a little different because I'm famous, but I don't go out of my way to seek out that glory and seek out that fame. I mean, Ed McCaffrey was kind of the same in Denver. And McCaffrey is what? The fifth most prominent player on those Broncos teams, despite it feels being like really he was good. more of a role player, though, on that That's team. Fair. I mean, he he wasn't their number one wide receiver, and they also had a Hall of Fame tight end with Shannon Sharp and their running back one MVP. Like Chris or Ed McCaffrey was much more of a role player than I think Christian McCaffrey is. Like Christian McCaffrey is maybe the best skill position player in the National Football League. He's certainly on the short list. It's probably him, Justin Jefferson, and Tyree Kill. Is probably the list you would argue of best non-quarterback offensive players in the league. Like, he's not a role player the way that his dad was. He's a star player. Like, I, I think that Christian McCaffrey is a Hall of Fame running back. You know I'm big on all-pro. He's been an all-pro four times in his career. And, I mean, if they win the Super Bowl, he will be the best player on a Super Bowl team. That's a Hall of Famer. I'm just I – mean, both of his parents are athletes. And you're right, Emma McCaffrey wasn't a star. He was a role player. I, I – his – Mother was an athlete in some capacity. I remember that's like there's a lineage of why his family is so good athletically. But neither one of them were ever superstars or li- I just think they're destined to go out, dominate their sport, go home and enjoy their lives. Like they're we we all know athletes who if they wanted to could be famous, but they just aren't. There are far more who are fine with just I get my life's different, but I'm not going to lean into it. And I think Christian McCaffrey must be of that ilk because like you said, he has all the ingredients to be a bigger star than Travis Kelsey. Maybe, maybe Travis Kelsey pre-Taylor Swift, but he's just not even close. He doesn't even sniff that stratosphere. Yeah, I mean, there ain't, there ain't nothing touching Travis Kelsey's fame now at this point. I did see something very interesting, and Rob, you brought this to my attention, and we'll get back to Bobby Wood Jr. here coming up in a bunch. I know you guys like to make it seem like you don't care about Taylor Swift, how we have just made all this up. You guys want to know the number one media market for the Grammys yesterday? Think of all the cities in the United States, New York, Los Angeles. The number one media market last night for the Grammys was Kansas City. Why is that? Because Kansas City supports their own. Taylor Swift is one of us. Taylor Swift went to Blue Valley North High School. That's where she went. I don't know what school she went to. I don't even know where she's from at this point. Nashville, Philadelphia, I don't care. She's one of us now. She's been to Garozo's. She's been to Paropo's. She's driven down Main Street. She's complained about the road construction. She's seen the Plaza Lights. Taylor Swift is a Kansas City now at this point. What do you think her favorite barbecue restaurant is? We have to figure out a way to get Taylor Swift to endorse one of the local barbecue places. That's when you know you're officially one of us. Like, I don't care how many Chiefs games you go to. If you don't have a favorite barbecue restaurant in Kansas City, you're not a Kansas Cityan. We have to find out that information. I don't care about her new album. I don't care about her relationship with Travis Kelsey. That's your business. What's your favorite barbecue restaurant in town? 
I mean, we do need to find that out. Man, those numbers just tell me one thing. No one supports their own like Kansas City. Travis Kelsey wasn't there. It was his girlfriend. And she didn't perform to my knowledge, did she? I didn't watch the Grammys. I'm not part of the jump. But she just got an award. She just won album of the year. She did a congratulations speech. And then she walked off the stage, took photos behind the scenes, and went about her day. Can you imagine if Taylor Swift came out and said, my favorite barbecue restaurant is Q39? You would never be able to eat at Q39 ever again. mm -hmm. Like, never. You would never be able to eat at Q39 ever again. I want Taylor Swift to have an opinion on the Mount Rushmore ones versus the -the hole-in-the-wall ones. That's what I want. I want her to say, of the Mount Rushmore. Has she had Slaps barbecue? Because if she hasn't had Slaps barbecue, then, I mean, can you really say you're from Kansas City? If you haven't been to Harps, can you really say that you're from Kansas City? That's a no. Uh, someone says, CDOT, way to pick one of the most pretentious high schools. I mean, I didn't think that Taylor Swift went to William Christman. I mean, come on now. Let's be realistic. She's not a Winnetonka type. Yeah, like y- y'all thought that Taylor Swift would went to Truman High School. What about her makes you think that she would have went to Truman? What about that? Someone on the text line asked this question. CDOT, Jamal Charles had 10,000 yards receiving and rushing with 65 touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey has... 10, 5, and 81 touchdowns. Jamal isn't a Hall of Famer, but Christian McCaffrey's first ballot. I don't disagree, but why such a difference? Christian McCaffrey's just better than Jamal Charles. Okay. Christian McCaffrey's also not first ballot. We're going to disagree on that, but accolades matter. You don't think he's first ballot? Running backs don't get in on the first ballot anymore. Those days are, are far behind us. Yeah, but there also hasn't been a running back in the last 10 years that you would argue was a first ballot Hall of Fame running back. He's going to go on the ballot with... Other skill position players that dominated more important positions in this era, I don't think he's first ballot. I just don't. I mean, how many first ballot guys really are there? I mean, I'm looking at running back. Tomlinson went in first ballot. So these are the last first ballot running backs. Tomlinson, Falk, Emmett Smith, Marcus Allen. Those are the last four first ballot running backs. Christian McCaffrey is in that category. No, no, no. He's a notch below. He's a notch below that ilk. That ilk again. You're con- well. Congrats, text line. Take another drink. What makes Marshall Falk better than than Christian McCaffrey? Didn't Marshall Falk have the record for most touchdowns in a season? I'm sitting here looking at him. Yeah, man. I I, I think you're doing Christian McCaffrey a disservice if you're saying that Marshall Falk is light years ahead of him. He's absolutely in the conversation with 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 Marshall Falk. Absolutely. And Tomlinson? He's not in the Tomlinson category based on what he's done so far in his career. He's not the Damian Tomlinson. Tomlinson has more. I mean, there's still time, but I also think the analytics war Tomlinson is, was really good. Hold on, I'm looking at Tomlinson yeah. was really good. The analytics war is going to come to a voter near you, and running backs are going to get caught good. up in the right, waves. You know I'm looking at Tomlinson now. He ain't he ain't been Ladanian Tomlinson. All right, not like, let me walk this back a little bit on Christian McCaffrey. I'm gonna walk it back just a smidge on Christian McCaffrey. I will not walk it back on Marshall Falk though. I will not walk it back. No. Christian McCaffrey's as good as Marshall Falk was. Ladanian Thomas, I'm looking at it. This was different. Those first eight years in San Diego were different. Were different. I mean, he led the NFL in three consecutive years in touchdowns. All right, Ladanian, I was a little unfamiliar with your game. I apologize to you. I will not apologize to Marshall Falk. I do think that Christian McCaffrey is on that level. Coming up on the other side, we'll be joined by Cody Decker. We'll get back to the top story. Bobby Wood Jr. is going to be a Royal for a long time. Keep it right here. It's the drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. 
car, truck, or motorcycle wreck, remember, Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Today we saw Bobby Wood Jr. get what the kids would call the bag. Per Jeff Fasten of ESPN, 11 years, over $288 million. And then there's some club options and team options. But just know that Bobby Wood Jr. is at a minimum going to play the next seven years in Kansas City for the Royals. Let's head to the phone lines right now to be joined by a former Major League Baseball player, one of my favorite people to talk baseball with. He works with SiriusXM. Cody Decker joins us on the show today. Cody, man, appreciate you. No, appreciate you appreciating me. What's up? Absolutely, man. Let's just start with this. How good do you think Bobby Witt Jr. can be? What's his ceiling? I mean, I mean, the ceiling is through the roof. It's just a fact. We don't know exactly what he can bring to the table. The contract surprised me, but not for the reasons that you think. I, I thought it was a lot of money, and there's a lot of player options in there, four specifically, and that's pretty great. It's very friendly to him. And, you know, then you got the final player uh, team options at the end of the deal, making this deal roughly worth around $400 million. Make no mistake, this is a lot of money. But – this is one of those dudes you want to go and lock up. Like uh, Julio Rodriguez being locked up in Seattle. You got Corbin Carroll being locked up in Arizona. Now Bobby Wood Jr. being locked up in Kansas City. This is great for the game of baseball. Absolutely. And a, a major reason why I'm excited about this is we don't really see too many players of Bobby Wood's caliber agree to sign long-term in Kansas City. This wasn't a deal that he agreed to play for the St. Louis Cardinals or the San Francisco Giants or the Yankees. For him to make this kind of financial commitment in a market like Kansas City, who hasn't had a lot of success since he's been here, really shows his commitment to the organization and his belief that this organization is going to turn things around. It's a couple of things. I mean, one, you got newer ownership, and you mentioned that you know it's not like the Kansas City Royals have been in a habit of signing a lot of guys to long-term deals. You know, it's a new age in Major League Baseball, and let's not mince words here. The AL Central is the most winnable division in all of baseball, if not all of sports. The Kansas City Royals could absolutely compete as soon as this upcoming year, and if that division just remains kind of where it's been, middling 500. There's no reason why the Kansas City Royals over the next five years can run, go on a couple of little runs here. We saw with the Diamondbacks last year. You just got to get in, man. Then it's chaos in October. Right now, we're talking to Cody Decker. He played in Major League Baseball, currently works for SiriusXM. You can catch him on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Just talking about this Bobby Witt Jr. deal that he got 11 years, $288 million. So I looked at the comparison between him and Ronald Acuna earlier today, and it's 
pretty interesting that he's actually been better his first two years than Ronald Acuna has been, a guy who people would argue is maybe the second-best player in baseball behind Shohei Otani. You mentioned his ceiling and that uh, it's uh, – do, do you think that he could be the best player in baseball? Do you think that's possibly where he could be headed for, Bobby Wood Jr.? He definitely has the tools to accomplish this. I'm not going to go as far to say that he's going to be Mike Trout, but, man, Mike Trout uh, to this day is the best baseball player I've ever seen on a field playing. And Bobby Witt Jr. is about as close to a physical player as Mike Trout as I've seen in Major League Baseball. It's been two years, and here's what you got to really focus on. Not, not so much the early two years of his career and going like how much it's close to Acuna, which is obviously a staggering thing. But for me, it was just the jump in numbers this year. Average went down about 254, I believe, or maybe up to 265. But it was the RBIs that increased. It was the hit total that increased. This guy's just getting more and more comfortable at the big league level. And five years from now, we might be talking about this deal like it's a steal. Yeah, and I think, I mean, the the biggest thing, and you certainly know this as someone that played baseball, that I don't think we throw that term out there very loosely, but prodigy. If you come into baseball and you're 21, 22 years old and you have the amount of success that he had, we mentioned Ronald Acuna, if you have that kind of success this early on in your career, you are a baseball prodigy. And that that's what I think Bobby Witt has shown so far in his career. I agree. I completely agree so far. And he's shown the tools. He's shown the makeup. He brings everything that they, they honestly are looking for into a future of that franchise. And let's not make a mistake here either, man. The Kansas City Royals want to build a new stadium. You need a star. You need a face of that team. There is no better face or star for that team right now than Bobby Witt Jr. Right now, we're talking to Cody Decker for a couple more minutes here, getting his reaction to the top story of the day that the Royals have locked in Bobby Wood Jr. for a long-term deal, 11 years, $288 million. You mentioned the stadium. To me, this was a down payment on the stadium that – in order for people to go vote yes on this in a couple of months, the organization had to show some good faith and goodwill. I think they've done that. They spent $100 million in free agency, and then they go out and they sign this massive extension for Bobby Witt Jr. I think the organization needed to show fans their commitment, and I would say they've done that over the last 90 days. They definitely have, and they do need to continue to do that because – I don't think you've noticed there's a team also in Kansas City like the Chiefs that keep winning and going to Super Bowls. I think we need that on the baseball side. Can you just, just telling you, man, I played for this team in 2016. There was a magic around that spring training, around that fandom after winning that World Series. You could definitely tell everybody was still running on a high from 2015. That, I was hoping that core was going to stay together for years to come and make a couple of more runs. Sadly, that didn't come to fruition. But there's no reason why this couldn't happen again. Truly no reason at all. Major League Baseball's parody has been put in a very unique place. It's not all about the haves and haves nots. It's not about the Dodgers spending the billion dollars that they did. They did, and it's incredible that they did. But as much as you want to pretend that's buying them a championship, it's not. They still got to go through a gauntlet in October. They still got to get by the Diamondbacks. They still need to get by the Braves. They still need to get by who knows if the Mets kind of put it together this year. The Philadelphia Phillies, like – There are challenges for the Los Angeles Dodgers, where right now Kansas City, their challenge is not just only stirring up their uh, their lineup, but getting through the AL Central. First step is getting that AL Central. They get that, sky's the limit. 
right now we're talking to Cody Decker here for a couple more minutes. I mean, you know this as a baseball player. The fact that Bobby Witt would give up at least two years of his free agency, to me, that's the most important part of this because just signing this to give yourself a raise and buying out arbitration is one thing. Baseball players value getting to free agency and having the freedom to hit the open market. The fact that he signed two years of his free agency over to the Royals today, that's the biggest commitment, at least from his side of this deal. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's, this is, despite the numbers, and yeah, the numbers are huge, it does come off as a fairly mutually workable deal. He's got his player options, and then they got their club options. And again, it's the staggering amount of money for a guy that's been in the major leagues for two years. But look at the position that the Kansas City Royals are currently in. Look at the position that other teams have kind of, they've kind of put the Royals, and this is not really on the Royals, everybody in Major League Baseball has kind of put on notice because of those other superstars that I mentioned that are at such a young age. The Julio Rodriguez's, the Corbin Carroll's, all of which are locked up with their organizations for a long term. The Orioles, like you said, needed to lock him up, and I think they got a hell of a deal. I think they got a great deal for him and for the organization and the city of Kansas City. I want to get your thoughts really quickly on the offseason that they had. They got Seth Lugo, Michael Waka, Hunter Renfro, Chris Stratton. They got a couple of other names. Which of those free agent moves are your favorite that they've made, and how would you assess their free agency offseason as a whole? I thought they had a very good offseason. The one I liked the most was Hunter Renfro. I think Hunter Renfro is going to go in there and hit 30 home runs this year, like he does every year. He's the quietest 30 home runs a year guy. I don't know why a team like the Milwaukee Brewers didn't want to re- re-snatch him up and kind of set him up for a couple of years. I think the pitching, the arms you mentioned, Seth Lugo, he's a dependable arm, but I don't think he's an arm that's going to really take you to the next level, but he's a very dependable innings-eating arm. I think this is a team that really can compete. Keep in mind, you're competing against the Chicago White Sox. They are clearly not in a position right now to win right out the gate. You know, the the the, the Cleveland Guardians will see. And then you got the Twins, who on paper might still be the best team in the division, but they have not come close to playing up to their caliber in the last two years. So it is not out of the question that the Kansas City Royals do damages here. That is my guy, Cody Decker, joining us on the show today, former Major League Baseball player. You can catch him every weekday on SiriusXM on Channel 82 on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Cody, man, appreciate your time. Thanks for hopping on for this breaking news day that Bobby Witt Jr. become the highest paid player in Royals history. Thanks, Cody. No, thank you. And, dude, congratulations, Royals. This is a gem. Absolutely. That's Cody Decker joining us on the show today. I will say this if you are someone who is skeptical, and I think I am talking to a very small portion of people that are listening today. Everybody outside the organization feels good about the Royals. That's a really good spot to be in and something that hasn't happened too often over the last 10 years or so. Since the run ended, so I guess eight years, in the last eight years, the Royals have not done many things that I would say that everybody is on board with. The consensus in baseball is that they love your free agency class, they love the commitment to winning, and they love this signing, and they love Bobby Witt Jr. Rob, it's kind of like if you don't really follow college recruiting, and every person that does this for a living is telling you, hey, you guys got a class coming. You guys got a class coming. Usually the people that do this for a living, they're not that far off. Now, all of them might not hit, 
But usually if all the people that do this for a living feel really good about your class, you maybe got something that you can build upon. I understand that the Royals have to show it to you on the field and that you don't win championships in December and January and early February, that this team is going to have to get off to a hot start. This team is going to have to get you to buy back in. But at least in terms of the offseason checklist, I don't know how you don't give the Royals an A-plus. And it has been a while since you have been able to give the Royals an A-plus at seemingly anything that they have done. They showed a real commitment to this baseball team, to this community, to you, the fans. I think they should be commended for that. I think the Royals deserve a lot of credit for what they've done, especially this. They did something today that they have never been able to do. Think about all the great things that Dayton Moore did in Kansas City. And I'm not putting this on that level, but follow me here. For all the great things that Dayton Moore has done, Dayton Moore never got one of his guys, how they preach community and family and all of those things. Dayton Moore never got one of his players to do what Bobby Witt Jr. just did. Not one. The Salvador Perez thing's a little bit different. They had him on a terrible contract, and they gave him a raise based on a terrible contract and have really just had the ultimate team control over Salvador Perez. He was never getting out of that deal that they signed him to as a kid. Never getting out of it. Bobby Wood Jr. had a chance to get out of this deal at 28 years old. At 28 years old, hey, I don't have to make any move. The money is always going to be there. It's baseball. If Bobby Wood Jr. just stayed the player that he was, never improved, but just continued to do what he did last season, and just staying what he did last season is certainly enough. If you're telling me for the next six years, he is a player that had almost 30 doubles, led Major League Baseball in triples, hit 30 home runs, and nearly had 100 RBIs. If he just did that in four of the next six seasons, he was going to get $300 million at the end of this deal from there would have been 20 teams lined up in baseball to give him that contract. The fact that he signed that contract in Kansas City, and I can't stress it enough, the fact that he agreed to let the Royals buy out two years of his free agency shows you the level of commitment and how much he wanted to stay in Kansas City. This is not just a raise where, all right, hey, I don't want to argue with you guys about arbitration. You guys know where this is headed. So let's split the difference here a little bit. I'll lock in these six years at a price that I'm cool with, with the price that you're cool with, and then I'll hit free agency at the end of it. He signed a pretty favorable deal for the Kansas City Royals, one that gives him financial security and one that gives the Royals a lot of financial flexibility. I mean, this is his deal over the next four years. He is going to make $2 million this year, $7 million next season, $13 million in 2026, and 19 in 2027. So, by the time they get to the new stadium is really when the deal starts to kick in. You have to think that stadium's not going to be built, what, in the next three years, right? So by the time the new stadium kicks in, they then have, at least for the first three years of the new stadium, they will have Bobby Witt Jr. locked in as the main attraction to go out there. And then in the next four seasons is when the deal really starts to kick in. In 2028, it's $30 million. In 2029 and 2030, it's $35 million. And then at that point, Bobby Wood Jr. has a decision to make if he wants to stay with the Kansas City Royals. Or what I would guess is they probably renegotiate that deal. Then he gets another extension on the back end if things are going well on the field with the club. I remember I was here. We were doing the show, and 
the Padres had just signed that massive extension for Tatis Jr. And I'm, I'm not comparing the two players because Tatis Jr. had a lot of issues. He had the steroids thing. I get that. But the common sentiment on the text line was, must be nice. Their GM had foresight and got their guy locked up to a super long-term deal. I mean, their owner is just paying the money, even though it's not into a massive market. I mean, it just, one day we're going to lose Bobby Witt, and it's going to be annoying because, look, the Padres can keep, friend, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr. That was the sentiment that day on the text line. Do you know what has happened? The Royals just gave Bobby Witt the Tatis Jr. deal. It's the same. After two years of on-the-field play, they basically bought out arbitration and said, you're a Royal for the foreseeable future. Royals fans on the text line and Royals fans on Twitter that are upset about this are just broken down and jaded. And I get it. The team, since Eric Cosmer and Alcides Escobar and Mike Moustakis walked up the field, tipped their caps and headed the clubhouse, have done nothing, period, nothing to earn your trust. But this moment is as good as we've ever seen from the front office ever in the history of the Royals. You mentioned it. Dayton never did it. Dayton never got his guys locked up. It had just not happened. Obviously, Allard Baird never got any of his guys locked up. It just, this shows Kansas City and the Royals aren't a stepping stone anymore. They're a destination. And I I understand that undoing eight years of loser mentality is not going to happen overnight. But the text line being this jaded is very peculiar to me. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to be joined by Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs live from Las Vegas. I'm starting to have an issue with the San Francisco 49ers. So far, all they have done in preparation for the Super Bowl is complain. That's all they've done. We heard their owner speak for the first time. He complained about holding. We heard Nick Bosa. He complained about the officiating in the last game. So today, you get to Las Vegas yesterday. It's day one of practice for the San Francisco 49ers. Day one. You haven't heard anything out of the Kansas City camp. Nothing. Nothing positive. Nothing negative. We haven't heard from Travis about his girlfriend What an album of the year. The Chiefs are locked in. Well, sources tell CBS Sports that the 49ers Super Bowl practice field measured a bit too soft for their liking last week. The field passes all safety tests, but San Francisco's preference is for it to be firmer. They'll have a walkthrough on it today and will determine the next steps. Bruh, this is the Super Bowl. Kyle, Brock, Nick, what are we complaining about? Go practice on the football field. Why does this always happen for the Chiefs opponent? Remember the Eagles last year? I mean, we would have won. The Chiefs played on the same field that you guys played on. We're complaining about the firmness of the grass? That's what we're complaining about? That's what's happening. Does that make sense? Then, Rob, I'm reading this. Sources say that this is not a health and safety issue as much as a preference issue. Have you ever challenged somebody in a video game and all they had was excuses? Oh, man, you know, squares, it's kind of sticking a little bit. Oh, I mean, hey, can you turn the TV down a little bit? It's kind of loud. So there's nothing wrong with the field. You guys would just prefer it to be a little a little more firm than what it is. Bro, if y'all don't go practice and get ready for the Super Bowl, 
Because now we know this is going to be a talking point. You know this is going to be. I'm telling you, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, they can't wait to bring this test up. Oh, I mean, you guys know San Francisco didn't practice on Monday. They had a walkthrough because of the field. The moment something happens with Brandon Ayuk, this, what are we doing here? So the 49ers have three options as it currently stands Monday. They can go about their business and just practice. They can just practice. They can just say, hey, you know what? It's not ideal, but we want to go play football. We're not going to let this be a distraction. We're good. So that's, that's option one. B, they could bring in a new firmer side that would, in theory, be ready for practice this week. Or they can negotiate with the NFL to practice at the Raiders practice facility. That's where the Chiefs are. Now, what do you think they're going to opt to do? Do you think they're going to continue to complain about it and just say, hey, you know what, we want a brand new field to practice on? Do you think they'll say it doesn't matter? Or do you think they'll ask to switch with Kansas City in there? Because we don't want the Chiefs to have a practice advantage in this Super Bowl. I want it to be as even, as fair as possible. What do you think they end up doing? Because I think we will hear that in the next 24 hours or so, I think they're going to bring in an, an entirely new field to practice on. I think they're getting new grass. I think you're getting 100% new grass. And I think the non-Travis Kelsey story that comes out of media day tonight is about the grass, which I was sick of talking about last, last February. I'm going to be sick of talking it in three days. But, yes, I imagine they're going to ask for a new field. That's what my assumption will be. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll be joined by Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll get his thoughts as we get ready for Super Bowl 58 between the Chiefs and the Niners. Keep it right here. It's The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.